This is a HeadGum Original. Oh my gosh, we are back. This is Hobby Hunter with Sydney Washington. You know, we are in a uh, Panasonic, a panorama, a pandemic, and I have way too much time on my hands and I'm just trying to figure out what can I do um, that's productive and happy towards like my mental health. So we're trying to pick up some hobbies for me and I'm trying to figure out like what is a hobby do I need more money? Um, can I just scroll Twitter all day? Can that be a hobby? Probably not. Um, but, you know, I'm talking to people every week and figuring out what the hell they're doing. And maybe they can inspire me to maybe get on board with what they're doing. Um, so, yeah, that that's 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 what the show is. And uh, what did I do? What did I do this week? Um, this week. I've been on the phone. I was I was girl six. I was chatting it upon chatting. I was calling everybody I knew and just catching up. I, my hobby was catching up. I was really just like, let me see what, you know, Mary's doing. Let me call Larry. Let me see what Marie's doing. Let me call Carolina and Amina and I, all my friends. I was like, let me call and check in and see, you know, if they have anything fun going on. Are they booking? Do they have any gossip? Like checking in is so smart as a hobby because it makes you look like a caring person and a good friend, but you're truly just bored and also you're nosy as fuck. So um, yeah, that was my week. Uh, That was my wellness check, check in. Just obviously I need to be doing something that's a little bit more interesting. I wish I could tell you some of the gossip I heard this week because it was pretty cute. But I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. I'm not going to tell. But I do have an incredible guest. This week, we have Amir Blumenfield. He is a comedian and also one of the people who started HeadGum. So he's kind of like my dad in like a non-creepy, weird way. I'm so obsessed. So glad to have you. Amir, what is up? Oh my God. Wow. Thank you for having me. I know it's early for you. What time is it over there right now? Um, It is exactly 5 p.m. So you okay. are cutting into my nap time. I shouldn't yeah. even be, I really shouldn't be up or I should be just waking up. So this yeah. is new. This is great. I'm, I love this for me. I love this for us. Um, <laughs> how are you doing? I know, I'm doing I know all right. my intro was a lot and we love that. But what about no, you? No, I like what? it. Yeah. I like it. I like a good intro. It, it, mm-hmm. It's like a, a warm embrace, a hug to like let you, your listeners know that, like, you know, you're here for them. It's a one on one session. I, my podcasting history is always with a partner. And I feel like I've been groomed to share and to conversate. But mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try to use that format. I'm going to start my next few podcasts with like a three to five minute little. Speech, state of the union situation while my co-host Jake sort of stands by and listens to me. I kind of like that. 
Yeah, I mean, me talking up top is more of a wellness check. It's like, okay, how is Sydney doing? <laughs> yeah. I like I'm that just... you you sleep through the sun and then you spend your nights purchasing light that mimics the sun. It feels like yes. you're, yeah, you're <laughs> forcing a, uh, it's like a weird paradox slash catch 21 where you're causing a problem by trying to fix it. I can't quite wrap my head around it. Yeah, I, I think it's more so that it's, um you know, the winter and it's cold and I don't want to be outside. I don't want to know that it's the daytime. But soon as daylight saving hit, oh, honey, I'm going to be up all day and I'm going to sleep yeah. all night and I'm going to be back on track. So what is that, March 21st? Yeah, some sort of equinox right around there. Yeah, there's going to okay. be some late days, early mornings, and that'll sort of push you back to the right track, you think. Yeah, so we just got like two more months of me, you know, living a uh, destructive lifestyle. It's great. Yeah, yeah, nocturnal style life, which, I mean, if you're going to do it ever, it might as well be now. Like, nothing is open during the day. So, yeah, spend your nights awake. Sure. You know what? I love that you're being so positive and not judging me, but everyone else listening is like, hmm, okay. <laughs> um, I so understand, yeah. So obviously we're here to talk about hobbies and yep, I'm yep, really yep. intrigued. I want to know what we're talking about today. What's your hobby? So like you and I guess everybody else on earth, we had to figure out ways to pass the time to create new like structure in our lives to figure out what are we doing now? So I, I picked up a series of hobbies. I started playing video games a little bit because I, I spent like 20 years not even playing anything because I, I grew up playing video games. And then I'm like, I don't have time to figure out how like a PlayStation 4 works or how to buy it. So I was out. Now I'm back in. You became I an got, adult. You became an adult. I, that was I became an adult. And I'm like, you know what? I'll get a Nintendo Switch and play the games I used to play. That's a little more manageable. <laughs> Then I got like a VR headset because my friend was like, you should try VR. It's very fun. So like I, I got into that a little bit and it's pretty fun. It's immersive. It's a great way to like explore while staying at home in your little box. Expensive. Then, expensive. Actually, not too bad. This The headset is like 299 bucks. So ah, like. Ah, 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 ah. Not everybody's got that, Amir. Not everybody is creating headgum, you know? That's true. Yeah. I guess if mm -hmm. you don't have $300, it is very expensive. But I thought it was going to be like in the thousands of dollars. So when I saw like $299, I'm like, oh, I could do that. That's like the price of a small television. I can figure it out. Do you hear, guys? Amir is wealthy. He said $300? I got, that's like, what? 25 that's cents. That's nothing to me. I have $400. <laughs> I could pay for the VR and have money left over for dinner. Well, I'm also not spending any money because, you know, you don't go out to eat. You don't go out to drink. So I'm like, what am I going to do with the $30 a day I save by not overspending on caffeine and Mexican food? So here Literally, we Literally. That is me. Yeah. That's why I'm buying stuff off of Facebook. Thank right. you. Okay. All right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. If okay, you'll allow so, me to get the VR. Yes. Yeah, so um, you, video games, VR. Now, where are we? Where are we with the hobby? Okay. So then this is where we ended up. I, um, I'm a huge basketball fan, huge sports fan. Grew up watching it. Grew up um, playing it. I was never very good. So I like immersed myself in the whole culture around basketball, watching basketball movies and television shows and games. And then I started a basketball podcast and I started like sort of tried to dive headfirst into the NBA. And I was, I kept seeing things in that sort of sphere. It was like, you know, basketball cards, trading cards are making a resurgence. So I don't know if you're familiar. Okay. When I was a kid, when we were children in the nineties. Yeah. 
ask the question, please. I, I was going to say you lost me. You absolutely Good. lost me with the cards because I, I was like, maybe he's going to maybe a basketball coach for some kids. Um, maybe just doing more with basketball. Now you're you're totally going to the other, okay. other side you're of right. town and getting cards. I'm like, yeah, you can tell I'm like a fucking child right now, like hopped up on caffeine or sugar or soda. And I'm like, and then we get the cards. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I have to just slow down. Stop me. Ask me a question because I I understand what you're coming from because I'm sort of an ignoramus when it comes to literally everything other than basketball cards. So like I understand that what I'm saying right now doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, let me zoom out, back up, rewind. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, we... You could go to a trading card place and buy literally like a tiny poster that says, so where are you from? I am from New York, but I grew up in Oakland, California. Okay. So from Oakland, you grew up with, surrounded by potentially you were a Warriors fan, Golden State Warriors. Right. Okay. So Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. So from the dawn of time, sports had accompanying playing cards where the front of it would be a picture of, let's say, Steph Curry, right? You know him. And the back of it is just information about Steph Curry. So it's like picture of Steph, other side says averages 32 points a game, 11 assists, six rebounds, whatever. And as this is like even from before our time, like there are baseball cards from the 1800s. Uh, and then when I was growing up in the 90s, uh, playing cards made this resurgence and Tops and Fleer and Upper Deck and all these companies started printing them out en masse and kids just gobbled them up. I remember my best friend had like a binder just filled with literally every single basketball card from every player and we would just read it and memorize and like somewhere in the recesses of my mind are like, who played for the 1993 Charlotte Hornets? And I'm like, okay, I can remember. It's the Larry Johnson card, the Muggsy Bogues card, the Alonzo Mourning card, Del Curry, David Wingate. And it's like all this information in my head that, I was basically like practicing for a test that I would never take. (laughs) No, no, you will. You will have this test because every time you go into a sports bar, somebody's going to ask you these random Snapple facts about Steph Curry. That's right. Yeah. And I'll have it all up here. All the information on the card, it's just like sports related. It's not like what's their favorite color or what they do on the weekend. Both. So there's there's some cards that are like wacky, like, oh, did you know that David Justice once bought a movie theater because he really wanted to impress somebody or something like that? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it's just like, it's this is like before the internet. So like baseball cards and basketball cards and football cards were like the only way to like, oh, I didn't know that whatever, like Larry Johnson went to UNLV, but now I know because I have this card. I can't just mm-hmm. look in an encyclopedia and I can't look on the internet. So basketball cards serve that purpose for me growing up. Uh, but then the bubble kind of like, remember Beanie Babies where it's like everyone is collecting it and then they print it yes. too much and the entire bubble burst and all the, the value went down. That's basically what happened from kind of like when I stopped playing video games from like 2000 <laughs> to 2018, they printed out too many cards. Nobody was into it. Like everybody who was buying these cards and saving them as an investments, the value just went plummeted, plummeted, plummeted. And then for whatever reason in the last like three years, probably longer than that, but I'm late. The value, they st- uh, a new company named Panini, sorry, not a new company, new to me, they've been making cards forever, but a new company to me named Panini started making basketball cards again. And their wrinkle, their hook, their shtick, which was very smart of them, 
they started printing limited run. So they didn't just like bust out like 100 million Luka Doncic rookie cards. No, they were smarter than that. They like printed 15,000. And suddenly like the kids who were collecting cards like would hear about, oh my God, how does he get a Luka Doncic rookie card? Like there's not that many of them in circulation. Are you saying the kids, the kids are hearing about it or grown adults like yourself who who identify as kids? (laughs) So it's it's both. It's what happened was those kids grew up to be adults with children. Not mm-hmm. me, but I'm sure some did. Um, so there are like 35 to 45 year olds with kids that are like, hey, let's get into basketball cards together now. Because like, you know, whatever, your kid plays sports and you can vicariously live through your childhood with them. Uh, and then also the kids are now getting into it. So it's like these two generations of mothers, fathers and sons and daughters getting together to now we're in another a renaissance of playing cards where people we're back, are baby we're back yeah, like we we're never back, left baby and the funny part is, is that these new new players that are ever going to be as good as the old players like there's a player on the bulls right now named kobe white and his card is worth like several hundred dollars the same amount of money as like a scotty pippen card which is like okay that's like a top 50 nba player of all time but because it's new scotty and pippen, young and exciting he was with right. larsa pippen right Exactly. Okay, I'm in there. Yeah. I, I, sports related. I I'm, I feel like I'm I'm kind of there. All right, all right. We're getting excited together now. <laughs> for whatever reason, their new cards are worth more than the old cards. So, like, if you've been sitting on cards for like 30 years, they're not necessarily worth as much as the ones that are coming out now. However, and stop me if I'm rambling too much. However, I don't have to buy a pack of basketball cards like I did as a kid or a box of basketball cards if I know somebody who like was unpacking them at Walmart. Now I can go on eBay and search I want a Ja Morant rookie card. card. Somebody else, yes, somebody else already found it in their box, in their pack. They sent it to get graded, which is like this central company that looks at a card and says, this is a nine out of 10 in terms of mint. This is a 10 out of 10 or a seven out of 10. They've already done that dirty work. And now they're selling that graded rookie card for me to buy at a premium. The end. Amir, questions. When I tell you I'm lost, and I, I don't think even if you explained it from like every nook and cranny, I still okay. do not understand. But I, what's your I, but biggest you know what? question? But, yeah. But you know what? The good yeah. thing is, is that I can hear the passion and the love behind yeah. this, and that's why I'm interested in this hobby. Because for me, for me personally, I am I'm sleeping. I'm like I don't. I don't get it. I don't, this yeah. is, uh, it's a card. It's a card with information that can't help you with anything. It's That's just, correct. you just have I, it. I joke, I joke that it's like a tiny little poster collection that I have, but these okay. posters, I can't even like put on the wall as decoration. They're <laughs> literally just collecting little me- sports memorabilia. Some people have footballs that are signed by Joe Montana. Some people have little tiny posters in a plastic envelope. But it's it it tickles both parts of my brain because I'm very like math and money and investment oriented. I'm like, oh, like intrigued about cryptocurrency and like what stocks to potentially buy or purchase like artwork in a way. And then part of me is just like, I only like basketball. So this is like a confluence of those two things. Like, wait a minute, if I know which cards will be worth more because I watch basketball, I know that this guy will get better. In theory, that card will be worth more in 20 years or again, be worth nothing because that's how this stuff happens sometimes. Like the Princess Diana Beanie Baby, which was worth $20,000 and is now not even worth like the, the cloth that it was made out of. 
uh, I Amir, can sort of let's use talk that about as your range from Scotty Pippen to yeah. Beanie Babies. I mean, you you've done it all. And wait, well, and you've been doing this yeah. from like as a kid. So how long? How long you've been collecting cards? So as a kid, I had cards, but I never really collected. Like I was not the kind of kid that had the binders filled with cards, but like I knew enough people that did, like enough mm-hmm. kids that had that as a hobby. So I was, I've been probably looking at basketball cards for 30 years. I'm 38 now. Uh, I never got into Beanie Babies. That wasn't my speed. <laughs> I never got into artwork or posters or cool this, that, and the other. So this is sort of my first foyer back into that world where I'm now back into basketball cards as a hobby. Okay. So you've been doing it like most of your life and, um, off and on, off and on, off, off and on, off and on. But it's, it feels like it's always been there in the back of your head. You were waiting and you knew you were like, watch the cards are going to be back on the table and the kids are going to go wild. I wish I had that foresight because I wouldn't have just I don't know where all my basketball cards were as That's a kid. That's what I was going to ask. I, had, I was like, where I had, are they? Where, where do you I, put them? I have no idea. They're probably either in the garage or in a dumpster somewhere because my mom was cleaning out the garage. And she's like, do you need this Shaquille O'Neal rookie card? I'm like, no, nah, whatever. You can get rid of it. Oh, Again, man. You let it go? Let, let yeah, me tell you, I I'm, it was such over. A, I'm such a hoarder and I like hold on to things. If I... If I didn't burn my house down as a kid, I probably still would have all of my like Barbie dolls and my Barbie doll uh, cars and everything because I was collecting. I was a collector. And you were so, a collector. You know, good for you for letting go when you needed to. But now you're back. Are you putting them in cases? Like, where do you hide them? Great question. Okay, so now that I'm back, I, I, I have been looking for like the last, let's say, six months. I'm like. Should I buy one? Should I like try to like start a small collection just to tickle that part of my brain yet again? And you know what? I said, F it. Let's do it. I know which players are good now and which players are getting better. So I hopped on eBay and over the last, let's say, month, I purchased four basketball cards, four basketball cards. And it's an auction. You know, you put in a bid and you hope that you're the guy with the highest bid at the end of the day. So the first one that I got, and I have them here for you because I just keep them in my room, but they come in these plastic cases. I'll show you. This is the first one that I got. Show me. Yes. This is it. Wow. So it's it's a tiny little poster of John Morant, who was the rookie of the year last year. You may or may not know him. Don't know. But that is official. Yeah, it's official. It's got a barcode at the top because PSA, this company that for whatever reason becomes like the, the main source of grading these cards because you know mint condition is the best you can be and it goes down from there on a scale of one to ten mint, they gave mint this condition one a means like no scratches not not wrinkled correct in- it's not it's like barely been touched by human hands and not only that but it was printed correctly like i'm finding out that like you can take a card out of a pack from 1991 and not even touch it and they're like actually when they sliced it the borders are uneven so that's a nine out of ten so for whatever reason, this one was considered a perfect mint condition card, 10 out of 10. Um, and then you could see what it says on the back. You Just know, I have a pair of mint condition Zara jeans. I bought them in the beginning of the pandemic and then I have not worn them since. So <gasps> they, they still have the tag on them and um, they're probably a little wrinkled because I was frustrated that I wouldn't be wearing them. But I wonder, I wonder if I can just like do something with those. 
It is nice to have stuff that's in mint condition because the rest of our lives are falling apart slowly but surely. Amir, you should have never told me about mint condition. I'm about to use this in every conversation. Uh, okay, I'm so I bought this. this I'm going to wear this word out for sure. I okay. bought this card for like a couple hundred bucks like two months ago. And it, I've been looking on eBay just out of curiosity. And because he's playing well this season, this card has doubled in quote value, which is like How somebody's is willing to pay... Now it's like, let's say I bought it for like 200. Now it's worth like 400. I could sell this and buy an Oculus. I can get a VR headset with my, with just with my profit over here. And this is one card. So then Part I got it. I'm like, French. oh. Fuck Bitcoin. It's all about the basketball <laughs> cards, honey. That's what, well, I'm going to get into it true. now too. Now See, wait, what I'm wait a you. minute. Okay. Who knew? Okay. Well, before we, a lot before of people, we break, I guess. before we break, yeah. I just wanted to ask you like, one more question. Um, yeah. What are the things you like learn from having this hobby for such a long time? Like, because obviously we have, we have too much time on our hands and because you're so invested, I'm sure um, this is a, in quotation productive for you, but mm -hmm. say for instance, <laughs> we were in like normal times. Like wh what, what is this good for? What, what have you learned from collecting that's a great question and the answer is not much like what what it's good for is literally to just hold them sometimes look at them sometimes and try to keep them for long enough that they gain so much value that maybe i sell some when a player is like playing well but as of now i'm, I'm literally just holding four basketball cards in plastic cases like i'm a fucking nine-year-old boy being like "Ooh, cool wow look at the colors on this guy very nice and Very the problem nice. is, is that you're holding it, but it can't even be like a stress ball. Like you can't even hold it, hold it. You got to be like very like precise about your touching because you right. need to keep it in mint condition. Well, that's why when I bought it, it comes in this plastic case. I couldn't I couldn't hit this card even if I wanted to. It's, it'll, it's indestructible. I can't break it. What? Now, how much is the case? The case was included in the card. So like when you, when I buy it out on eBay, it came graded and already in a case. So I'm paying a little bit of a premium versus like somebody who just happened about to get this card in a box. Amir, you have too much money, honey. Okay, so we're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. All right, boom, bop, 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 bop. We're back. We are totally back. And Amir is just like, we're up to our head in basketball cards. That's and right. um, you said that you, before we left, you were paying, you pay for the card, but you also get a case. And yep. so you're paying premium. That's I mean, right. I feel like you got a little story for me within this. So, yeah. So when looking for basketball cards, I just literally type into NBA, uh, eBay, NBA basketball cards. And it's like, Sometimes it's an old card. Sometimes it's a new card. Sometimes it's already been graded and it's got the plastic case. And sometimes it just says like a case of basketball cards. So I was talking to some friends who are like also dabbling in this or at least curious about it. And he's like, we should just buy a box of old basketball cards. Like instead of spending $200 on one card, why don't we spend $200 on a box of cards? And then hope it's like a lottery me. ticket. It's Every a lottery time ticket, you basically. tell me the price, my soul yeah. leaves my body and then it wants to go in through the computer and slap you up. Well, 
so that's the the goal here is that eventually it's like an investment. It's like you know how you spend two hundred dollars on uh, shoes and you it's, no. like, it's okay because you wear them sometimes. <laughs> no, wait, the shoes I can put on and walk out of my house and that's do right. stuff. I cannot yeah. do anything with that card besides leave it on a table and never look at it again. That's correct. Or you could sell it and get more money to buy shoes later on. So you could turn that pair of shoes into two pairs of shoes. Anyway, okay. I, okay. I noticed that there was a case of basketball cards that said a case of 1990-91 NBA basketball cards were going, were selling for on eBay for the price of one card. The The reasoning there is that like, you know, this might be a box filled with basketball cards that are completely useless of players nobody ever remembers and it's not worth buying. Mm -hmm. Um but I'm like, okay, maybe if we split it, like we each get a few cards and it's like, you know, buying, you ever buy a lottery ticket? I do. Same deal. So I'm buying it. I'm hoping there's a Michael Jordan card in there. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But if there is, I can sell that for the price of the box. You know, Amir, this is just, ah, this is, feels like. I'm too old. I feel like I should have started when I was a kid so I could still have no, the love, have, the love yeah, inside yeah, it, of me for, for sport. One, I don't care about sports. So this is, this is tough, but you know what? The, it, it seems like real time consuming and it feels it like, um, like you'll be super invested and you can also make some money from it. So it's not, it's not terrible. Yeah. It's not it's terrible. Like a, it's, it's a hobby that might pay back over the course of a few years which is kind of like a fun hobby to have it's like oh i might not only not lose money but spend some time and make some money anyway to make a long story short i bought this case of basketball cards and i thought it was a box of basketball cards but turns out it was an entire pallet of basketball cards so i didn't just buy a box i just bought a box filled with 20 boxes of basketball cards so if you're at all interested i can grab one of these boxes, send them to New York. You can open the, pop the packs with me. You could take a look. Maybe there's a Michael Jordan in there. Maybe there's a, I don't know who was on the Warriors in 1990, 91, because all these cards are 30 years old. So I can sort of grandfather you into this hobby if you're interested. Amir, now I want to say, one side of me is like, fuck yeah, let's go. The okay. other side of me is I already have enough garbage in my apartment and I just it, feel like this is going to be a box that's, that's going to take up space and possibly start a fire. So um, I'm going to think about it. But okay, do now we have to come to the biggest question of, of all. Do you think this hobby would be good for me? Good is such a subjective term. Will it be good for you? Um Maybe not because it doesn't feel like you have... It'll be like me getting into Pokemon cards. I don't know anything about Pokemon. For whatever reason, it's also having a resurgence. The way you say like, Pokemon. <laughs> that's Pokemon. how you say basketball. Okay, Pokemon. All right. Actually, if you grew up with Pokemon cards, maybe you can yes, get into it. Yes. Maybe this is your in. So yeah. you could find... A, maybe not basketball cards, but trading cards in some universe that you're interested in might be a good hobby. Do you think there's like trading cards for like Uno? Because I bet there are like vintage Uno. Like imagine having the first wild draw for ever printed. Oh, that's and dope. it's in like a, I would actually it's like want that plastic. as like a, like a like a little tattoo. That's that's cool. Okay, tattoo is sort of a different hobby, but yeah, I'm glad we're sort of <laughs> parsing through the garbage looking for a Michael Jordan, a, a hobby that you can use. Yeah, 
vintage Uno <laughs> cards, playing cards, collectibles of any sorts. There's There's got to be something that you used to do. Like you said, the Barbies that you had growing up, I bet people are yeah. collecting those now. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, well, so collectibles, time- yes. Basketball cards, probably no. No, no for the basketball cards, but yeah. trading cards is not off the table for me. Okay, yes. so we got a little game before okay. we head on out of here. Okay. Um, this week, we're doing my Sunday versus your Sunday. So this wow. is where we compare our hobbies that we did on Sunday and or, or during the, the pandemic at any moment. And um, and then we'll see who like who's the winner who had like a better Sunday. Wow. And, okay. And our producer, Julia, is going to uh, be the judge. How about that? Shoot. Wow. I wish. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Should I, I go start? First? Yeah. Why don't you start? Okay. So I binged watched a show. Um, <laughs> I binge watched The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay, that's this what is I coming did from for someone who said you have Sunday. you have too much time on your hands. You t- you told me that like two minutes ago, and now yes. you're telling me you spent twelve hours watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay, yes, okay, yeah. What's, wait, <laughs> hold on. Wait, are you yeah. wait? Are you? Ju- this is a a no judge zone. Like this is yeah. a safe place. And how dare you, Amir? You have cards. You're yes, a grown man. Actually, you have cards. They, what are we going to do with are, those cards? I could do some Real Housewives cards. So, like, it's a picture of who's a Real Housewife of Atlanta? Uh, we have Portia. Okay. So, imagine a picture of Portia in a plastic case. The back of it says, tells you where she was born, her height, her weight, when she went to college, kind of information about that. Would you be oh, interested in Oh, and, like, the shadiest like thing she said yeah. during, like, season six. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'm right. into that. Yeah. <laughs> There's a common ground. All right. Okay. So yeah, that, that was exists. literally my whole Sunday. Um I used to do I used to do um Sid Can Cook on Sundays. I used to do it every Sunday, and that's like my Instagram show where like I don't know how to cook, but I have people come in and try to help me. Um, but it became really expensive and time consuming. So I only do it once a month. Um, but yeah, now I just binge watch a show and like sleep periodically throughout it. Got it. Now, okay. what about your Sunday? My Sunday, not too dissimilar. The day after Sunday was my birthday. That was more action packed, but I know we're sticking to Sunday no, 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 specifically. No, 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 don't, don't you do that. I just want to fudge it a little I bit. I see what okay, you did there. You threw your birthday in there so Julia could be yeah, I, my heart on your side. My heartstrings are harder. If she now. likes to give the birthday boy the prize, then sure. But let's try to remain completely um, objective here. Not unlike Sydney over here, I also spent a lot of time on Sunday watching television. But again, it wasn't the Housewives. It was... Sort of adjacent to that, I was watching uh, football games. The NFL playoffs were on Sunday. Two football games. You watch a little bit. You gamble on it a little bit. Again, uh, for whatever reason, I'm obsessed with turning things, trying to make them interesting by making it so that I can potentially win $30, $40, $50 on it. That ends. I eat dinner. I'm watching some Ted Lasso with my girlfriend at 9 p.m. every Sunday night. Again, it sounds like I'm a degenerate gambler, but I play poker with my friends. So I was yes, going to say I that. Am I am gambling like, in my hobby. I yeah, feel like we're going to have to do an intervention. <laughs> okay, that, I have yeah, a that's decision. my other hobby. Okay, I think 
I mean, I like the poker with your friends, but yep. I, I think Sydney wins because <gasps> Amir, all you do is sports. Everything is focused around sports. Ted Lasso is about sports. Football is about sports. That's right. Collecting yes. your cards is about sports. And yeah. Sydney's just like, uh, you know, she cares about other people. She cares about people in Atlanta, women who are living their lives there. So I think that Sunday I mean, yeah. is, is um, you know, it's a little more focused on others. So she's the winner. Would it help this. if the, yeah, would it help if the football team was also in Atlanta? So it's like, I'm also caring <laughs> no, about athletes. Just, they you just happen to be Falcons. You can't those things in last minute. You, you had your okay. chance to provide right, that yeah. detail and it wasn't important enough to, to share <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's, that's a, you, and what you guys are saying, like now that I say it out loud, it is kind of, I'm starting to realize how much of my personality is based around not only trying to earn a quick buck, but to watch a lot of sports or as much as possible. So I have some soul searching to do, which might be my next hobby. I don't know. We'll figure it out. No, 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 no. We've learned so much. And I will say out of everything, it's your passion behind it that makes Mm -hmm. me want to know more and I could probably, if we were at a party and my friends didn't get there on time, I would be in the corner just listening to you talk about your basketball cards and I would have no that's, problem listening. That's very nice of you. And I would even it, let you pull out a card and show me. Wow. Can you, I would never bring them to any bar and party, of course, <laughs> but like, yeah, I could show you a picture. Can you like think about how much I've been rambling and ranting and raving like a lunatic. Imagine if I had like two whiskey ginger ales in me and I was just like sweatily talking to you in the corner of a bar. Like people would walk by and they would just hear me going, Steph Curry, Shaquille O'Neal. They'd be like, Jesus Christ, that lady needs rescuing. I think a lot of people would pull off the, sorry, why are you talking to my fiance? Like some, a stranger that's just trying to save you. And then no, would you say, it, no, it's okay. It's, this is my in- eccentric cousin or whatever the fuck. He all can of talk those to men, me. all of the men listening in, they would be like, "That's a that date is going really well." That's what oh, they really? would think. Okay, they that's would cool. not try to save me. They'd be like, "That man is pouring his heart out to her. They're gonna get married." <laughs> I, I think she's breaking up with him because he's crying and she's laughing. <laughs> Amir, this has been so good. I've learned so much that I don't know if I'll ever repeat again. But I mean, I definitely think that. You're awesome and thank you. low key dad of the pod. Thank so you. So please um, plug whatever you need to. And I need to make sure that people are following you on your Instagrams and Twitter. They got to follow me. They got to follow me. So if you want to follow me, it's just my name, Amir Blumenfeld. It's on Twitter, or Instagram. But I, I wanted to plug this show because, again, we're just as excited about this show as you are. Uh, if you're listening and you like it, tell a friend. If you want more people to watch it or listen to the show, you can like um, leave a rating or a review, which is sounds very tedious, but actually does help. It helps the algorithms. It helps people discover this show. And mm-hmm. if you want more of it, then you we need more people to discover it, to listen, to pass it on. So that's my plug is for the show that I'm currently on. Thank you for listening. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Amir. Tell your Appreciate cards it. I said bye-bye. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. I got them smudged. Shit. <laughs> I have to get them regraded. Oh, this is a terrible time. Okay. All right. So like, wow, there were so many things that I just didn't understand or could get on board because weren't really my brand or a cup of tea. But to see, no, to hear someone like talk about something that 
they truly enjoy was kind of sickening. I was like, oh my, I want to be like that. I want to talk about Real Housewives of Atlanta with that type of like range. Goodness. Um, so, you know, collecting basketball cards, trading cards, as he would say, you know, if I was to rate this hobby one out of five, um, one being like, yeah, no, and five being like, okay, sure. Um, I think, I think, I think this is like a, a four for me. Like a four meaning this is a great hobby for Amir and other people that are like Amir. But just for me, it sounds like it's a lot of money. And it's like, I also have to be in the loop. I have to remember players' names. That means I have to watch sports to care. And I don't know. It's not like Blackjack. Blackjack, you just like get in the game and you kind of can learn and there's no backstory, but there's there's so many things I have to like Shaquille O'Neal and Stefan Marbury and and Steph Curry. Like there's all these names and people that I'm supposed to be watching and knowing numbers and caring about their favorite color. Like, no ma'am, no sir. Um, but for for Amir, I think it's great and it's a great uses of time. It's low-key an addiction and gambling situation, but that's cute for him. Um, so this week, not picking up that hobby, but I'm glad that he was able to share and help maybe somebody else be interested in, you know, collecting cards as a grown-ass person. Okay, so I'm going to need you peeps to do me a solid favor. I need y'all to write into hey at headgum.com or tweet at us with your favorite hobby and um and give me some of your thoughts like what constitutes a hobby do you think that i'm spending my time wisely sleeping all day and then um binge watching reality tv is that cute do you think i i have a sickness let me know um we will definitely be back next week possibly me not taking a nap, or getting on Facebook. Um, But in the meantime, happy hobbying. That was a HeadGum Original.